0: Award winning Tennessee Wildcast is on the air with the latest on hunting, fishing, boating, wildlife watching, and all things outdoors. Make welcome your host, drummer, and outdoor expert novice, Jason Harmon. Hello, everybody, and welcome back
1: to this edition of Tennessee Wildcast. Once again, we have Mr. Jason Holland yes, in the house.
2: Jason. Welcome. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me Secrets with the Holland Yeah yeah, They're going to be <laughs> secrets not much longer <laughs> Bearing my soul on this show What lake was that
1: where you should tell them about something?
2: No, we're not going to oh. talk No, what are you <laughs> I, should...
1: I thought I, we would get yeah. a special secret in this yeah, show
2: I showed not. them one secret off the air about a lake that's been on fire And then now we're going to publicize it to the world
1: <laughs> I and won't say it if you won't
2: I, I won't say it you will keep but our secret It's in Tennessee It is
1: It's a good place to be What's going around? I mean, we're going to start rapping now? <laughs> Don's our, our, our vocalist here. Don, how are you
0: today? I'm doing great. Great, <laughs> great, great. I like that hat you're wearing. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, it's uh, right directly from the GoOutdoorsTennessee.com store. And, yeah. Uh, man, I tell you what, the, the uh, product is flying off the shelves and... Um, Again, a shout out to Cindy for fulfilling the orders, and and it's uh, it's working. You know, yeah. we're seeing them out in the world, and uh, the one I am and am wearing is the navy hyper cool hat. Yeah. Jennifer sent me a, a note and said, "Hey, pick me up some of those. We're gonna make the commissioners a little gift at oh, the yeah. last meeting, yeah. and she said pick up the navy hyper cool hat." And I thought she was just thought that was just an adjective you know but that's, that's the actual the name talks. of the thing those yeah. are hyper cool yeah, yeah hyper cool yeah well i
2: need one i need to look hyper cool well, I, I, the only way i can be cool is if i actually have on the hyper cool hat well we got
0: you a cool What well, you, did, wild you, you hat, got yeah. me a
2: wildcast
0: we're working on Slow, the logo now
2: slowly yeah. but surely individuals i'm going to have a logoed wildcast or at least twra button down Maybe, one day Maybe One yeah. day yeah. Now, well, you what, know, six, six? six? shows Six Yeah So what's the lucky number? Is it seven, eight, twelve? episode
1: 240-something, <laughs> I think But Maybe <laughs> It took me a long time to get a shirt going to be a while, people
2: going to be a while What I'm going to have to do is take my own shirt and get someone else to put it on there And then maybe one day we'll get 290 shows I'll get my shirt We'll get you
1: an
0: iron-on yeah. patch But the hat looks really good on you, Jay It does yeah. look good yeah. yeah
2: I actually shot some videos uh, on my own personal stuff Uh-huh uh, Jason Holland Fishing, shameless plug right there. There you go. Um, but actually, uh, I had a Wildcast hat on. I like it. And i uh, had several people on uh, social media mention it, so... Good. I'm not representing. Yeah. I said, what's that? <laughs> How
1: said, can I hear that? Uh, you can hear that on 20 stations across the state. That's right. See.
2: Newest one in Tullahoma, I hear. Yeah. Yeah, good guy. Uh, actually, last year we talked about uh, Tim's Ford quite a bit, one of my favorite fisheries. Yes. So, hey, that lined up perfect. Mm-hmm. Didn't, e- didn't even have to shamelessly plug that one. That naturally <laughs> happened. So I that know. was uh, It's nice when a plan comes together. Yeah,
1: yeah. So... I, that's, I wanted to plug that though And just let everybody know 20 stations across the state That's awesome Yeah It's growing So check out our website org, And follow the uh, buttons To the Tennessee Wildcast page And you can see that list And find a station near you
0: Good deal so.
2: And you get to see Six uh, episodes of me Which is the only reason Why you would go there <laughs> well, But I'm I, I'm personal How do you watch radio? Uh, well, <laughs> touche <laughs> Thank On God. the page you can on watch the page. Yes, that's, On the page, okay. that's the it's, Todd, you didn't bail me out Jeez, <laughs> great time for you to have a mic and help me out there uh, Nope, I just in the background Alright, well, go to our store, check
1: out the products Go to our website, check out uh, where you can find Wildcast and all the other stuff the Great stuff we have on uh, on our website Jig fishing today, right?
2: Today we are talking everything jigs one of my favorite ways to fish. And so we're going to cover, I mean, literally just about everything. One of the ways I, I don't think I've ever caught a fish was a jig. Really?
1: I just... Oh, wow! Well, I can't a, believe I'm that. I'm not a jig guy. Well,
2: here's the thing. You know, I uh, i struggled when I got into fishing with jigs. And for for whatever reason, I had this whole mental block about a jig. It's like, I don't know how to throw it. When do I throw it? How do I throw it? How do I move it? What weight? What? I just... Because there is a lot of different variations of a jig. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, you know... Uh, parentheses jig what is it just so if we could make sure that everybody's on the same page when we're talking about a jig that's going to be a hook with molded lead on the front of it and a skirt of a lot of different materials but that's what we're going to talk about and today a lot of times a weed guard i guess so that uh yes so uh, uh typically a weed a guard, weed guard. Mm-hmm. uh not all uh jigs have a weed guard okay. but primarily when you think jig you think you know weed guard I fell in love with jug with jug fishing. I listened so uh, I love to go jug fishing. This is now a catfish show. We just shifted gears that fast. Hey, I got a
1: video on, well, on our YouTube page that shows you how to jug fish. Well, go check it out.
2: We're gonna need to get that going because apparently I love to jug fish. Not much a jig fisherman, but anyway, give me a jug and I'll make. Uh, any, all right, we're gonna get off that. So, jig fishing. That's with the I, not a U. I didn't know how to do it. So I spent a lot of time researching it, and there is a ton of information uh, out there about how to jig fish. And what really got me turned on to was the fact that it doesn't matter what time of year, doesn't matter what lake that you're on, doesn't matter uh, what – if it's water and there's a bass in it, there is a jig that will work in that scenario. Uh Mm. Uh, What really helped me get over the hump with it is that I actually caught my personal best bass on a jig. Uh. Uh, And she is on my wall. And I caught it. This How'd you hold a, her down? She's flopping on the wall. Yeah, well, <laughs> nails, um, some super glue. I don't know if you guys know this or not, but Gorilla Tape is fantastic. Right, cool. uh, she's a little uncomfortable, but she's up there. Beautiful. It, beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> beautiful. A lot of black tape all over her. Uh, but I caught it on a jig. And so once that happened, uh, I really fell in love with it. I actually caught it on a 1 ounce Bitsy Bug. Uh, by Strike King, it's really the this is the smallest jig at the time. This has been I don't know eight nine years ago, and uh, weren't really even. We're just kind of just messing around in the pond and wound up catching eleven three. Wow! And uh, huh? ever since then, it's uh, I've had a as you can imagine an affiliation. Uh, that's not the right word. I'm you had for. the bug an
0: affinity a- affinity, maybe? affinity. There's oh, the yeah, word. Yeah, there Thank
2: you. God for Mr. Don coming up, bringing <laughs> up uh, my misplacing of words, but. The great thing about jigs is, you can again, you can fish them anywhere, anytime, and it doesn't have to be complicated. It can be really, really simple. And we'll start with this. From a color selection, and there is every color under the sun uh, in jigs, but green pumpkin, a black and blue, or a dark color. I'm personal. I I like black and blue. Uh And then uh, from there, uh, all you really need is a white. And that covers the full gamut. Green pumpkin, black, and blue will be your bottom-type baits. Mm-hmm. Your bottom-bumping, bottom-hopping baits is what they're called. And then white is going to be in your swim jigs. And it really can be that simple. Now, we're going to get into a little bit more of the weeds, but if you just get into it, stick with those colors. If it's going to be on the bottom, think natural. If you're going to be uh, swimming a jig, think, again, what you're trying to mimic. In most of the cases, you're going to be trying to mimic a shad or a... Or, uh, something along those lines where white will do a really good job Mm. Uh, we're going to talk about heads we're going to talk about weights we're going to talk about skirting materials we're going to talk about weed guards and we're going to talk about jig trailers it's a lot to get through in a short amount of time but uh, we're going to get through it so we're going to start really with probably the most popular uh, jig and that's called a football head jig and uh, looks like a football real uh, real ingenious thing we got <laughs> they made it real complicated folks uh but it's exactly i mean the head is shaped exactly like a football the reason why it's shaped that way is the main reason you, you where you would use a football jig is going to be on a hard bottom uh, a rock uh it's going to be anywhere that there's uh, an area or excuse me where there is an opportunity for a jig head to get stuck into something mm-hmm. so what a football head does as you again you gotta remember this is a typically a bottom dragging or bottom hopping uh-huh. bottle bottom hopping? Bottle hopping. Bottle hopping. <laughs> <laughs> we like to throw it across bottles, coke bottles typically. <laughs> uh, bottom hopping bait. And so as you're dragging that, that football head, because it's oblong, what it does is it won't jam or cram into rocks, such as maybe a more pointed head jig.
0: Oh yeah, I see.
2: And so you got that width, and uh-huh. by having that. And the shape of it has a tendency to hit, roll over, and, and pop loose. So uh, if you're dragging a jig on um, probably one of the best jig fishing lakes literally in the country, is in our state. Dale Hollow is known to be a jig fishing lake. People come from all across the country and literally the world mm. to throw a football head jig on old, on uh, Dale Hollow. Not Old Hickory, I can tell you that. <laughs> Dale Hollow. And it's fantastic. It's a wonderful bite. We actually did the show uh, this winter. And uh, with myself and Mr. Harmon here And caught some on the jig on the yeah. Hollow Yeah you did That football head jig is perfect for that uh, Weight will hit that real fast Typically you're going to be in that half ounce To three quarter ounce um, If you're in a football head jig So if you're going to be uh, The way I like to, uh, It's pretty simple I have I guess great mathematical skill um, yeah. It's completely not true Looking forward to that uh, <laughs> 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 Between six foot And roughly sixteen foot I'm gonna throw a half ounce. Falls a little fast in the six foot. It's a little bit slower in the 16 foot. But that's it's a really good all around. You can throw a three quarter uh, and be fine. It's just it, that three quarter is gonna be really big and really heavy if you're throwing it up shallower, and uh, if the fish are in that you know six to ten foot range.
0: Uh-huh. Um,
2: what I do from 16 to roughly give or take 25 or 30, uh, they'll hollow. Sometimes you're 35, 38 foot mm. throwing a jig, which is it's very few places in the country that you're going to do that. I mean, typically you're in that 15 to 25 to 28 foot. Um, that's really the range that you stay in. And that's going to be a three-quarter ounce. You can go up to a one-ounce. one-ounce is just, I mean, after three, four, five hours of throwing that thing all day, you would be surprised <laughs> what a quarter-ounce difference will make. Huh. Um and the availability of a three-quarter-ounce jig compared to a one-ounce is much higher. Uh, they're much more popular. So uh, Kentucky Lake, fantastic out on the ledges. Uh, old Hickory, they work really good if you want to go flipping. The only time, that's a great point to make that I uh, didn't tell you about, three-eighths. If I'm flipping a jig, what I mean by flipping is I'm just making short little pitches out to a specific target, to a stump, to a tree. huh uh, Something like that. I'll drop down to maybe a three eighths on a jig. Um, I still personally kind of like the half ounce. I, I feel like I can get a I can get better yeah. distance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just that that motion and flow. The only problem with that is sometimes if they're biting it on the fall and they're in that and roughly if you're throwing in four foot of water and they're suspended at two and a half foot or so or maybe three foot, it's like a foot off the bottom, a lighter jig again it's going to flow. i uh, they're going to fall slower and that rate of fall. Um, they can, it, it can, sometimes they want it dropping right in front of their face And they'll just snap out and grab it Sometimes they want that slow rate of fall And so do a 3 8 ounce jig uh, In that scenario So my recommendation is if, if you got a boat and you got a couple rod and reels If you go out flipping Have one with a 3 8 tied on One with a half ounce
0: uh-huh.
2: Go back and forth during the day See which one gets a bit more And then stick with that Again it's not rocket science but it works Yeah. Uh, so we talked a little bit about football jigs uh, We Talked about sizes The other one is uh, called the Arky, um, or sometimes it's called the Banana Jig, sometimes it's called the Bash Jig. Uh, And really what what they're talking about is the head shape. Hmm. That's really the – when you talk about different jigs, all you're really talking about is the shape of the head because a weed guard typically and a skirt is pretty much standard on all jigs. Uh, So this is called an Arky Jig. Kind of flat-headed. It is, and so – I'm trying to hold this skirt so you can see it. So when it lands, oh, I got one hanging out. Hang on, maybe. Todd, come help me. <laughs> so there we go. And so when it sits on the on the ground or the ground, you throw this in your backyard <laughs> to catch a big. Back. At the bottom leg, Lake, it's it's gonna sit flat. And so what that does is, and we'll talk about mm-hmm. um, uh, trailers here in a second. But again, it it positions that hook. Uh, at, a, at an angle, and also puts your trailer sticking at more of an upright position. Gotcha. So typically, if you're if you see a crawfish and a bass is about to eat it, it's got its pinchers up and it's in that defensive position, mm. trying to protect itself. Well, when you have a jig with that type of an angle, it it causes the jig to look very much like that defensive position oh, okay. on a crawfish. And again, we're going to talk trailers and so you got two little pinchers off the back. That's what makes an Arky jig really good. Sometimes uh, called a bass head jig, but it's really that basic shape, uh, and it just positions the hook and the trailer off of the bottom. Instead of sitting there, it gets it elevated, and it uh, makes that protect uh, that uh, crawfish that's in that protected position. Do you only put a crawfish trailer on that, or could you put uh, something else? Uh, no. Uh, you can All put right. a lot of things All on right, it. All right. Here and we go. getting ahead of me. but sorry, uh, sorry. no, it's 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 – for whatever reason, every bass fisherman said it's always been, hey, I'm trying to imitate a crawfish, so I gotta put a, a crawl type, uh, something with pinchers or something with, uh, and you don't have to. Yeah. Again, before we get there, let me hit one more thing about, sure. um, because it's a, it's a good way to, when you got that on there, what you want to do is you want to, in essence, I call it activate the jig. It's not really the term, but it's what I think about is I want to skirt the flare right so why you put silicone on the actual jig head is you want that flare of that silicone sometimes it's living rubber sometimes it's mylar there's all kinds of different uh materials this jig in itself happens to be uh, silicone and so what you do is when you've got it on the bottom you want to pop it or you want to create some type of slack in your line so this will either hop and more importantly is this Again, this is all in, in the water. All this is going to flare out yeah. and come back. So, think about a crawfish when he goes to move, right? You got his two pinches out the back, and he has typically, I think it's three legs on each side, maybe four. Let's go with three because this is my show and <laughs> this is what I'm saying it oh, is. Oh, no. no. All right, I make Jason <laughs> Harmon's show, my segment of the show. I'm going to say they got three on each side. Okay, I'll so go with So you, you get with that? Yeah, sure. All right, that passes the test. But when they go, you get, they have that movement of they get bigger. Right, So their legs come out, and then they will go, and they will pop that tail, and it will kind of shoot them forward. And so when you activate, again, I call it activate the jig, you're popping that, and you're making that skirt flare, uh-huh. which, again, resembles uh, a crawfish. And, again, that's what we're trying to We're trying to imitate uh, the actual bait that they're doing. So uh, just pop it. A lot of times you'll see, um, if you ever watch them, TV shows or YouTube, they'll kind of pop it off the bottom, and then you'll see them kind of do kind of a couple little short hops. All they're doing is they're making that skirt flare. Uh-huh. So in your mind, when you're working that uh, jig, think about the actions that you're doing and mo- making up here. What is my jig doing underneath the water? And again, you're trying to make it flare, and you're trying to make those uh, the crawls uh, you know, move around and look sure. like a crawfish. So yeah. we're moving on. We talked about um, football heads. We talked about arky heads. And this is going to be... A swim white, jig. The white you liked. The white. Um, white is great. Uh, this one actually has a little bit of gray in it. Um, Tennessee, you can do a little bit of green. It matches up very well. But all you're doing with this is it's the same concept of a swim bait or a crank bait. All you're doing is you're going to give it that swimming action. But what's great about it, a swim jig is you can throw in a lot of places you can't throw other baits. Uh, Old Hickory, for example, has a lot of uh, bank grass, river grass, um, and a fantastic bite, especially when the shad spawn's going on, which it's going on this time of year, uh, is that you got all this shad that's spawning, and they spawn up on the edges of those grass. Um, that bank grass, take a swim jig, throw up there, and swim it through. And again, it's got the weed guard, so it's coming through and just bouncing around and moving around all those different weeds. Uh It's great around um, if you're in the back of pockets that have a bunch of trees that's been cut down. So a stump field and swim chicks are killer because you get all the action and you get that same move, that swimming movement. But you've got the uh, the weedless version or the weedless action of a swim jig, and that's what really makes them shine.
1: This sounds like my kind of bait. When I If I need to throw a jig, that's more of a throw it out and crank it, keep it swimming, right? That's
2: exactly right. I mean, it's literally the same as a crankbait. It's just a completely different action. But more importantly, you're dealing with one big hook, so much more weedless. Uh, you're not worried about getting hung up. Uh, on you know grass and stumps and things. Yeah, it's really the uh, the kind of the four wheel drive version of a crankbait. I like four wheel drives. Yeah, huh? I mean, who doesn't? <laughs> <laughs> I love four wheel drives. So let's let's figure out how we do yeah. that in bass fishing. Yeah, so uh, swim jig. This is the white version. Uh, when the bluegill are on bed, get a bluegill color. I think I've got one here. Well, this has kind of got a little bit of red in it, but uh, you can get darker colors, green pumpkins, uh, something with some orange in it, something with some yellow in it blue just again if you're trying to match that bluegill bite one little tip when you're working a swim jig and we'll get in trailers here in a second but if you're going through the let's just say the bank grass when you're reeling it don't just take it and reel it straight right because again it doesn't have any built-in action like a crankbait right a crankbait's got a bill and it's got built-in roll and Mm built-in wobble it's just the way the bait is made if you take a swim jig and throw it out and reel it in it's going to go straight out straight back to you which is fine, but uh, in most cases you're going to have to Im- you're going to be the one that imparts the action, and the skirt's
0: the- just going to stream along behind. You got not it. much action.
2: It's exactly yeah. right, Mister Dot. So if when you're reeling it, if, you're, if you can, uh, I like to personally raise my rod tip up and just and just slow as I'm reeling. Just keep popping it, and what I'm doing, as we talked about earlier, I'm flaring that skirt, uh-huh. giving it more movement. Some guys like to put it down by the side, uh, and they'll just pop it that way. But again, you have to impart that action. And when you do, you want that that flaring action as well. So let's talk about trailers. Okay. We good on time? Yeah, we're good. All right. All right. We're going to talk trailers. So while we're this, talking swim yeah. jig, uh, let's go ahead and talk about trailers for that. This is the missile bait shockwave, and it's just a soft plastic swim bait. So it's got the paddle tail. Mm-hmm. Y'all can see that or not. Uh, one trick that you can do with it, personally, I like to rig it upside down. Now, this is going oh, to fall. Crazy. Here crazy we go. Uh, so, typically, they, they have this this little roll behind it. Well, when you flip it this way, all it does is it makes it point down a little bit more, and so you get a little bit higher oh, wobble. Okay. Again, fishermen, they love to tinker. If you're not tinkering, then you know, you're not trying hard enough. Uh, mm-hmm. I like to take it, flip it upside down. It makes me feel like I'm doing something different. <laughs> but if you watch it through the water, it, it does give a little bit different action. But on a swim jig, a soft swim bait. Now... Another trick that you can do, let me find it. This is a zoom D-bomb, which is typically a, you know, a crawl type bait. Uh, What you can do with those type baits, so typically you'll rig this where the... uh, It looks like a crawfish a little bit. Yeah, it's got the the pinchers. And so typically when you would put this on a jig, all right, you're going to have the pinchers just in the normal, natural position, right? Uh They're going to be on the back, and they're going to spread out. Well, you can take one of these, put it on a swim jig, and rig it sideways. And so now, instead of them being out to the side, they're actually going to be in line, and they're going to flap almost like a tail.
0: Uh,
2: Of course, you probably won't use green pumpkin. You're usually typically a white or something, a a more shad-type color. But you can take a... uh, Another great bait to use to do that is the uh, Strike King Rage Crawl. Rage Crawl's got a bunch of action in its uh, flappers. Hmm. Uh, crawls, I call them flappers. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, technical but term. Technical term. Instead of rigging it sideways, flip that on its edge, and now you have that in-line swimming action. Okay. Super great. Not a lot of guys doing it. Again, you're giving the bass something a little bit different to look at. There's an inside tip right there. There you go. Another got- one. Man, you're giving them all away. Well, you know, what good are you if you're not teaching somebody, right? I've got like nine of them, so I can get nine shows of tips, and then Todd's going to have to come out here and start helping me out because I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, We talked about swim jigs. The only difference is sometimes uh, if you're in a lake when it's earlier and the shad are still real small. Uh, just downsize, right? Okay. You don't want some big, massive, you know, six, seven-inch long bait coming through when all the bait that their bass are eating are three, you know, three, three-and-a-half inches. Yeah. So uh downsize, have you a couple tied on, like we talked about before. Have a couple tied on, throw them around. It won't kill you. A little lighter. Yeah, I mean, you will be very thankful, especially if you get if you get a long day of fishing and you can catch them on a three-eighths opposed to a half-ounce, Yeah, uh, your body will thank you later. Uh, we're going to talk about on the back. Typically on jigs, everybody thinks crawl, mm-hmm. and that's there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. That's the absolute gold standard. You want the jig, uh, you want the crawfish profile, and you want the pinchers out the back. Pretty standard. Uh, we thought about it. The missile D bomb is a great one. The uh, Strike King Rage Bug is another great opportunity. And when you're putting these on, when you put them on the bait, if it just looks too long. All you got to do is just take that soft plastic off, and uh, you can take scissors and just trim it. I like to just take it and put it in my mouth and bite it off and spit it in the floor, and uh, just compact it. So don't be afraid to downsize or shrink up your piece of plastic that you're putting on there, and just make it look as natural as you possibly can. If you look at it in that that trailer uh, or that – jig trailer sticking way out the back of the jig and it just doesn't look right. yeah, take it off, mm-hmm. cut out, you know a couple uh, couple ribs ribs like this one specifically has ribs. yeah uh, when I throw a rage bug, I cut three ribs off, which is how I remember it. So same thing with the uh, missile yeah missile baits. Uh, I take about a quarter of an inch off. So another little tip. Now, to go back to what Jason mentioned earlier, uh, no, you absolutely do not have to put a crawl trailer on a jig. In most cases, it will serve you very well to not put a crawl trailer on it because the 800 boats that's been out there on that spot before you today is throwing a jig, most likely it's going to have a crawl trailer on it. So it gives – Something different, another profile. New presentation. It's exactly right. So it's hard to find. By the way, uh, if you're into it at all, if you've got the time or the wherewithal, I pour 99% of the jigs that I throw. So this is a great unsolicited plug for do-it molds. Uh, do it's kind of the standard in the in the business. You uh-huh. can get melting pots, you can get all the molds. Uh, I'm not sponsored by them. I, I pay retail and buy them just like everybody not else that's yet. listening. No. Like, hang on, <laughs> shameless plug. Uh, but I like anything with lead. I, I can make them real cheap, and mm-hmm. it's it's very simple. You literally can buy a melting pot and a mold. Uh, you can be there for less than two hundred bucks. It's really not expensive, and over time, it will definitely pay for itself. Sure, and you what, can
1: make them like you want
2: them. You can. You you can, and, and you know here here's prime example. So I wanted a June bug green pumpkin. You can't find that head anywhere, or that color anywhere. So I went online, bought the powder paint, and then bought the skirt, and made it myself. Super simple. I've got, give or take, 80 cents, 90 cents maybe in this huh. jig. Mm. Uh, and they're typically 4 to $5. So again, if, if you got the wherewithal and you want to do it, I love to do this in the winter when the fish really aren't biting, or this really, really bad cold, or I'm just tired of fishing i'll sit in the garage on a weekend and have some buddies over and uh, we'll just make up hundreds of jigs and we're set for the rest of the year what i will tell you is if you wind up making them yourself you will wind up fishing them a lot better because you're not nearly as scared to throw it so if you're typically you're fishing uh, bushes buck brush on barkley Uh you're going to be pretty scared to to go out and throw a five (laughs) dollar jig in the middle of a bush because you're going to hang up and get and break it off well Throwing a 95-cent jig compared to a $5 jig uh, will make you a better fisherman because you'll, you're not scared to put it in places where most people necessarily wouldn't do it because they don't have hardly any money in it. So, yeah. uh, again, if you got the wherewithal, I make all my jigs, shaky heads, uh, weighted, wacky, just anything with lead, uh, I go and I buy, I invest in the mold. What's really cool is get a buddy, and uh, you buy a mold, and he'll buy a mold, Get together on a weekend and pour them up and uh, have a lot of fun doing it. There's the time, so we gotta hurry. On a jig, Uh, this is the missile quiver. Uh, Take any worm and put on a jig. Most people don't think a jig with a worm, bass absolutely love it. Gets their attention coming across the bottom, and you've got you know anywhere anywhere between a six to a ten inch worm on the back of that. Okay. Uh, Really gets their attention from a long way off. Uh, That's really good. We talked about uh, putting this on a swim bait. Another little tip, put it on a football jig. You're out on the ledges on Kentucky Lake and they're hitting real big gizzard shad, get a white jig or just get a jig and take a can of spray paint, paint it white and put a, not put the small one, put a four or five inch swim bait on the back of it. It's a great tip. Wow. Uh, And then the other thing far extreme is going to the micro jig. These just came out uh, a couple years ago on the scene and really it's just, it's going the opposite. Opposed to getting really big on Kentucky Lake. Now you can take a jig and go down to a really small weight, really small size and profile, give them something they haven't seen before. So check them out. Come check me out, Jason Holland Fishing yep. on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, all the social stuff. All that stuff. Yeah, it's just, uh, I don't know what I'm doing, <laughs> but I'm out there trying to make it happen. So thanks to Jason and Mr. Don for having me again, yeah, as always. You bet. Always have a great time. So don't forget the three main things. Your faith, your family, your fishing. So check me out. Thanks again.
1: Yeah. Thank you, Jason. Thank you, Don. You bet. It's been fun. We'll do this again, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, you got to have I don't
2: know. I I may have messed up. I said it was my show. Did you see that? Yeah, (laughs) my segment of the show. We'll talk about your contract later. (laughs) Friday to find a contractor around here. That's all it is. All
1: right. Well, we're out of time. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for watching. And we'll see you next time.
0: Thanks for tuning in. Stay connected with TWRA by visiting our website at tnwildlife.org and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Hey, it's all about Tennessee wildlife.